welcome to another episode of our NCLEX review series. In this podcast, we continue to bring you valuable materials to help you prepare for your exam. Enjoy. Right? So that's 590 Bangadi. 590 A. 598, I did Crohn's disease. 
the patient had pain in left of mid epi. Left of mid epi. That is the pain. Pain. Duodenal. The pain. Duodenal, the pain is at mid epi. Mid epi. So both there's pain. Now, the gastric, when I eat, you see it? Food ingesting makes the pain worse. So when I eat, pain is worse. So when I eat, pain is worse. I don't want to eat, so I am skinny. When I eat, food makes me feel better, so I am fat because I eat a lot. So Inclex asks, which type of diet you want to put a gastric patient on? High calorie high fat because she's skinny which diet you want to put this patient low low fat or low what calorie both patient you will weigh them daily so far so good now when I have gastric ulcer, since the ulcer is upper GI, when I vomit, I vomit bright red. I vomit bright red. Since the ulcer is lower GI when I poop. For this one, the stool is dark or tarry. Oh, right? Dark. Any question? Peptic also. Acid la cause malin, kote malin glanye, souvent plan. English. The acid. Did you call Miss Carrie? You knock on the door? She, where is she? <laughs> I can't let them in. She make them wait like that. That's the way she punish them, but they make <laughs> Okay, any question? Stay with me on this. This is very big on NCLEX. Now, remember the patient have two problems, okay? Now, acid and the patient have the ulcer. Stay with me. Now, so now we have to give the patient 
medication. So let's go over the medications here, okay? This way daily. Um, okay, so we're going to give you medication. This is the medication for acid, right? Acid, right? And this is the medication for protector. It is for the ulcer. Now, so let's go into the medication for the acid. You're going to go to page. Uh, medication is on page five, six, fourteen. Six, fourteen. Right? Medication. Page six, fourteen. All right? So, guys. Stay, stay with the mind frame. When you have peptic ulcer, we got two problems. We got acid problem, and we got the ulcer problem. True? Okay. Now, we're going to give you two categories of medication. Anti-acid and protectors. You're going to go to page 614. Okay, 614, that's the medication, right? Now, box, bless you, box 47-1, you're going to circle 47-2, and you're going to circle 47-3, and you're going to circle 47-4, and I'm going to talk about them in detail. Everybody see that? Okay. The first group of medication in box 47.1 is called antiacid. Antiacids, antiacids are your Tums. I'm giving you an example. The job of antiacid is to make Acid, less acidic, more basic. Less acidic, more basic. Less acidic, more basic. An example is Tom's. You need to know, Empogel. Now, let's talk about these. Antiacid, the one thing why people hate them, because for me to feel better, I need to take 50 of them. So I go to Walgreens, I keep buying Toms, I keep buying Toms, I keep buying Toms. Toms really don't work. The only thing Toms is good for is high in calcium. That's it. Toms destroy your kidney because of the aluminum. Okay, so make sure you guys know that. So the job of antiacid, it make acid less acidic and more basic. So far, so good. The job of antiacid, like Tom's box 47-1, 
it makes acid less acidic, more basic. So people don't like it because for you to feel better, you need to take so much. You got it? So many. 10 times a day. Who want to take that? So people become uncompliant. So far, so good. Now, the second category of drugs is what we call your H2 antagonist, box 47-3. Your H2s are better, and the reason they're better, they're a little cheaper. They're a little cheaper. So all I need is take two of those a day. They decrease acid. They decrease acid. And this is your, the one that it with Dean, Tagamint, Pepsi, Zentac, Formactadine, Renactadine, anytime you hear Dean, those are your H2 antagonists. Tagamint, Pepsi, those things. Now, the Dean, the reason they're better, they're cheaper, $19.99 for 20. You take one in the morning, you take one at lunch. That's it. So it's a little cheaper, right? So patients a little bit more compliance with this. They decrease acid. So watch this. Antiacid make acid less acidic, more basic. H2 antagonist, your Dean, Decrease acid. Your PPIs, proton pump inhibitor, if I inhibit you, I stop you. So this stop acid. This stop acid. This is your Prilosec. Very expensive drugs. Prilosec. Box 47.4, Protonics, Asifex, and Nexium. Okay, Prilosec. Okay, Nexium. They stop acid. That is Box 47-4. So here it is. When we say the patient have acid, I did not say these for the ulcers. Mm -hmm. These for the acid you take it. You can take antiacid, you can take H2 antagonists, or you can take PPIs. So far, so good. Now, antiacid, H2 antagonists, PPIs, all of them, when you take them, they will destroy your kidney. You have to check BUN and creatin because of the aluminum. All of them. PPIs will cause bleeding. Tagamet cause bleeding. So anytime you're going to have surgery, Tagament PPI, you always stop 48 hours in advance. 
So far, so good. 48 hours. Uh, PPIs and this one, H2 antagonists. The problem with students, you say, oh, give antiacids. But you never know. There's three types. Antiacid, H2 antagonists, and PPIs. So far, so good. And this is not for the Malang English. This is not for the ulcer. This is only for the acid. So far, so good. Because when you got peptic ulcer, you got two problems. We only fixing the acid right now. And we fix it with three categories of drugs. RN, let's look at a drug called protonics in box 47.4. You want to circle that. RN. Anytime you give it what we call PPIs, proton pump inhibitors, you always give them early in the morning, empty stomach, mm -hmm. before meal. <coughs> RN, if the doctor order protonics, IV push, or, or IV, you have to mix it, it comes like a cell English. It comes in a bottle and it looks like a salt. So you gotta mix it. You cannot call the doctor and say, ooh, what do I mix it with? It is understood it is mixed with 10 cc of normal saline. And when you mix it, now it turns like water, right? So it looks like a little powder. Then you mix it with 10 cc normal saline RN and now you give it to me. When you push it, you need to push it over two minutes because it burned. That's an NCLEX question. When, and that's for RN. I didn't say PO protonics. I said IV protonics. When you push it, you need to push it slowly over two minutes. So far, so good. So class, so far, Miss Sonia told you Medication for acid is either antiacid, decrease, um, it may, excuse me, make acidic, less acidic, more basic. Then we have our H2 antagonists. They all end with Dean, Fomactidine, Renactidine, right, Tegamin, Pepsi, Axid. Then we go to PPIs, which is expensive. You know why? Because PPI, you need to take it once a day. 30 pill Prilosec Walgreens cost you $69.99. They're very expensive, right? So you take one a day. Its job is to block the pump that pushes acid. It stops acid. So far, so good. Any question? That's the acid drugs. Now, then we go into the medication for the ulcer. Remember, when you have peptic ulcer, you get the problem. English, I'm coming. You get problem acid. Acid la manger maintenant cause malin. English, when you have peptic ulcer, you got two problems. 
an acid problem, and I told you which medication you get for the acid. Now, let's talk about the ulcer. That's why they call it peptic ulcer. Malin, no vent, right? Um, ulcer of the GI. Now, let's talk about the medication for the ulcer. That is box 47-2. So far, so good. When you have the ulcer, right, in the stomach, en creole, your bon médicament pour couvrir ventre là. Ou pas l'orgue malin dans des là. Yo ou met vaseline pour couvrir. English. When you have the ulcer, we're going to give you a medication to cover it. We call that protector. You know why? So, so here it is. Here's the ulcer. This mic is the acid. When the acid try to pull the ulcer, there's a cover. There's a plastic. And that's what the medication does. It's a protector. There are two types of protectors the doctor gives you. Okay? to cover the stomach. And here it is. You're going to go, you see Cytotec and Carafate. Now let's talk about that. So turn to page 613, where it says gastric protectors. Cytotec, right? Cytotec. It says gastric protector on page 613. Everybody see it. Okay, so Haitian people, you see that cytotech? We call it an abortion field. It is, we're going to talk about it. Okay, it is, I'm going to talk about it. Now, okay, anytime you have in what we call spontaneous abortion, miscarriage, the doctor can give you this, stick it in the vagina, and the baby come out. The drug did not make for that. The drug is, is a protector, but the adverse effect is abortion. That's why we don't give it to women in childbearing years. So as a nurse practitioner, you come to me, and I do ultrasound of the abdomen, and I see you have peptic ulcer, you 30, I would never give you cytotech. You know why? Because I know young people have sex, and I don't want, because you can sue me, right? You, they Normally you see a lot of doctors give it to men for GI. If a doctor give it to a woman, right, 99.9 .9 as in a, something to do with abortion. Always remember that. You come to my office, acid peptic ulcer, I would never give young women that drug. I will give them caraphate. So there are two types of protectors. The first one is called the cytotech. The cytotech is made for to protect the GI. That's what the drug is for, right? However, the drug can cause, right here, number seven, is contraindicated for use in pregnancy, 
it causes diarrhea and stomach pain. And when you give it, you give it with meals. Now, you remember, the cytotec is not for the acid. It is for the ulcer. So if you're giving the patient cytotec and prilosec, you will always give the cytotec first. Cover the GI and then give me the acid medication. So that's an NCLEX question. <laughs> Cytotec is given with food. It causes diarrhea and it is contraindicated for women. But if you go to a clinic and you are eight weeks pregnant, eight to 12 weeks pregnant and you want an abortion, that's what they give you. They give it to you in a suppository form. They put it right in the vagina. Boom, baby gone. Well, I hope I ain't teach y'all nothing. Don't <laughs> <laughs> I told you, hell, that's what the book said, right? Don't go say, Miss Sonia taught y'all stuff. Rose, you better pray for me. I didn't teach nobody nothing. Yes, any question? Very big in Haiti now. Yeah. My mom called me to my oh, double Cause she trying to go sell that in Haiti. I say you need to stop Because the girls in Haiti, that's what they're buying. Yes. Huh? Not a bad idea. Yeah, but hey, you going to jail. You need prescription. Yes. Yes. She have a question. Hello? Yes. Someone said um, cytotic, like yes. any cytotic. And I think the person was pregnant three months. And they keep blood coming out and the baby is still there. The baby, blood coming now. Blood coming out. The baby is still there. Five days. Five days. But she didn't, the baby wasn't alive. Did she have the baby? Yes. Oh, no. that's a hard one. Because normally, cytotec, I'm telling you, it's an abortion pill. Yeah. I'm going to tell you straight out. You see, when people, even, even when people are miscarrying, that's what they give you to, to clean up. No, I ain't gonna say nothing. I ain't gonna happen. It don't suppose to. It don't suppose to. A, yes, H2 antagonist and PPI. Guys, all three of them, anytime you're going to have surgery, hold them for 48 hours. All three. All three, anytime you give it, check BUN and creatinine. All three because of the aluminum. Yes. All three, anytime, all three, anytime. You take them, check the calcium, except tongs. All three, check bone loss in the patient, except antiacid. Did y'all hear that? All three, check the patient can complain of bone problem. Yes, for, no, no, for the antiacid. Not the protectors, the antiacid. Check them for bone problem. Only tums, because tums have high in calcium. But all of them, kidney problem, bleeding problem, 
bone problem except antiacid. And they all three cause constipation to the highest. Constipation. So far, so good? Now, the second drug they give you for the myelin is called caraphate. This is what I will give to women. Caraphate, it not only helps with the ulcer, but it helps with the acid a little bit. Caraphate, you will give it with empty stomach. Caraphate causes constipation and it does nothing to you baby-wise. Nothing. That is why anytime a woman keep having acid, 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 and we do ultrasound, and we see it's GI related, you give them caraphate and prolosec. Anytime a woman keeps saying acid, 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 and she's not obese, you better check. Am I or ovarian cancer? Anytime a woman keeps saying acid, 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 I keep having acid, acid, right? And they're not an obese woman, like they're not big, but keep saying acid, acid, it can be MI or ovarian cancer. That is why ovarian cancer, people die quickly, and I'm gonna tell you why. Ovarian cancer have nothing to do with sex. You didn't get it sexual. Cervical cancer is STD. So she keeps saying, hey, I keep having acid, I keep taking Prolocet, and I, I went to go GI doctor, they find nothing wrong. Hey, right away, go do EKG. EKG come out excellent, ultrasound of the pelvic. 99.9 .9 ovarian cancer. That is why people with ovarian cancer is diagnosed today and die tomorrow. Because for weeks they've been taking antiacid, antiacid, antiacid. Now cancer spread dead. Number one cancer in the black community. There are seats everywhere. Okay, because of it happened rapidly, yes. Because you shouldn't be taking antiacid every day, every day, and you're not that big. Okay, what can cause us to have acid, which I'm going to talk about that in a few, right? Eating fatty food, spicy food, eating and go sleep, right? Grapefruit, tomatoes, vitamin C stuff, smoking, drinking, glass food, big grill, big fried stuff. All right? Okay, so far so good. So any question? We I'm going somewhere with you guys, so yes. No, no, you don't take PPI for the rest of your life. If you take PPI for the rest of your life, your kidneys, anytime you have to take PPI for the rest of your life, something's wrong. You don't, because we don't talk about how you stop the acid. That's where I'm going with you next. What about that past thing? How long do you take that? Because you shouldn't be taking that for the rest of your life because the problem we need to fix the cause. If you dig, they will be black surgery. If you pray,
pregnant after you have baby. If you a plumber, you lift AC guy, you teach the proper way how to lift. Our goal is to stop the problem. Not medication is a cover up. I take a sheet, I cover you. You cold, I put a sweater. Suppose I give you a sweater, you still cold. Something wrong. We need to find a cause. So nobody don't take no PPI for the rest of their life. Something wrong. So let me tell you what happened. So, so far, so good. Yes. The protector. Always. Inclex asks you, what do you give first? And guys, that's the Inclex question. You got a list of medication. Which medication you always give first? Always. The Prilos set early in the morning. So here it is. You give the patient Synthroid at 6 o'clock. Okay? Two hours later, you give the Prilos set. So that's 8 o'clock. You don't give Synthroid and Prilosec together because it makes the Synthroid don't work. So my case, I have thyroid issue, and I had the gastric surgery will make me have the acid. So I have to wake up and take my Synthroid at 5.30 in the morning, and at 8 o'clock, I'll take the Caraphate. You see that? Because you cannot, what did I teach you about Synthroid? You cannot take it what? With nothing. You got it? And you always give carapate first, and then you got to give them one hour apart. Yes. So here it is. Look. This, seven, this, eight. Anytime you give antiacid, is one hour apart from the protector. You don't give them together back to back like that, meaning not... I, drew, I just took protector and now anti-acid. No, no, I've done one hour. So far, so good. Now, anytime you have peptic ulcer, and the number one peptic ulcer, we call it H. pylori. So you hear what the doctors say, you have H. pylori of the GI tract. That means you have acid, you see how long it took me take me on this section? That means it's very important. I'm gonna go somewhere deep. That means you got acid and you got ulcer. Years of getting this and not fixing it, it now become infected. So we must add an antibiotic to this. So that is why when the patient have what we call H. pylori, the doctor give you three medication. Number one, number two, and an antibiotic. And what's the number one antibiotic they give? Flagyl, yep, flagyl, right, right? So let's go into page 615, box 47, 47.5. You see it? Mm -hmm. So when the doctor see you have H. pylori, est-ce qu'il nous comprend côté H. pylori? C'est mal l'inglant. C'est acide là, manger, vente, non, qu'on y a une fin qui ça. Infection. 
So, you have two medicaments, English and common. You have acid, you have protector, if you have a English. When the patient has peptic ulcer and the peptic ulcer become infected, which now they call it H. pylori, the doctor going to give you three medications, the antiacid, the protector, and an antibiotic. So here's the NCLEX question. Follow me on box 47-5. If the doctor only gives Sonia, Carafate, and Prilosec, that is called dual therapy. That's two medicaments. If the doctor gives Sonia Carafate, Prilosec, and Flagyl, that is called triple. So far, so good. You got it? But you guys see where the antibiotic came in. And they always say, you got H. pylori. That means you have what? The peptic ulcer is now what? Infecting. You see how I understand it. Nice and neat. Now, so far so good. The G, the ulcer is now infected. Now, so they medicate you. Okay. So I've been on medication for six months. A year. This medication don't work. Oh my God. So the doctor now going to go do surgery. They go, your question. And the surgery this doctor going to do is called a vagotomy, right? So you're gonna go back to the disease, which is on page 590, yeah, 594. Not five, 593, right? 592, B, and the doctor going to do a surgery. And the surgery is called phagotomy, or the surgery, a doctor would do surgery called Bill Rock, Bill Rock 2. In other words, the doctor do surgery. You understand? So I've been on medication for a year, six months to a year. All right, the medication don't work for you, 592. Now the doctor do surgery. Here's the surgery. He can either do a vagotomy, gastrectomy, Bilroth 1, Bilroth 2. So anytime the doctor do any GI surgery, like myself, I had a gastric sleeve, so I had a GI surgery. You who keep having acid, and you taking the medication, the medication don't work, we need to go stop the pump that's pushing acid that is called a vagotomy. Mm -hmm. Ready? So far, so good. Anytime this don't work for you, right? We need to do any GI surgery on you, whether it's gastric sleeve, gastric bypass, gastrectomy, whatever. You are at risk for two complications. Class, I did not say when you have peptic ulcer, you at risk for two complications. That's not what I said. I said when you have peptic ulcer, you taking the medication and the medication don't work for you, the doctor will do surgery. And when you have the surgery, whatever surgery of his choice, you 
at risk for two complications. And the first one is called dumping syndrome. And the other one is called vitamin B12 deficiency, which is called pernicious anemia. That's where it came from. I did not say people with peptic ulcer have dumping syndrome. Nobody said that here. I said, when you take the medication and the medication don't work for you, the doctor go do surgery. Anytime you go do any GI surgery, you at risk for two problems, dumping syndrome and vitamin B12 deficiency. Yes. So I've been taking the PPI one for like a while. What's a while? <laughs> Years. Okay, why are you taking it? Because I have acid reflux. You have acid reflux. Did they do a gastric and 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 e, e, so RCP? What did they find out? The test and then the, I was like H positive positive, and then mm -hmm. they gave me the antibiotics and then I still have to take the acid the the potomish because it doesn't. Like, okay, did you change your coffee intake? <laughs> There you go. You see, as a nurse practitioner, I went in. Did you change your smoking, your stress level? You see, you see, so you got to change those too because you're not a big girl. You're not a big girl. I mean, and all of that, you got to change some lifestyle too, peppermint. But even though sometimes I will not do it, but I still have to take it. You it's have like to take it because you never change the cause. I would stop, as a nurse practitioner, I would stop you on it and change some stuff going on in your life. Yes? What about Diet. if you are addicted coffee. to coffee? If you, no. <laughs> yes, you are addicted, to, are you a big coffee drinker? Not really. Not really, one cup a day. Yes. Not even a day, like sometimes. Like okay, so I'm, then yeah, we need to look sometimes. some other stuff. They need to do a pelvic ultrasound on you and start investigating some family history. Do EKG on you. The doctor need to do other stuff to rule out. Uh, the first thing I would do go do pelvic ultrasound on you, check it for ovarian. Yeah, I did that like with my gynecologist. Yes, they will. Well, I wouldn't be taking that stuff. It destroy your kidney. I just told you that. Yeah. I wouldn't take it for life. Okay. So ready? Let's go. Anytime you have the surgery. Any GI surgery, you have the first complication called dumping syndrome. What is dumping syndrome? The way the food go in, that's the way the food come out. So NCLEX asks you early sign of dumping syndrome, late sign. So let's go. Dumping syndrome, rapid emptying of the gastric content. That's it. English. When you eat like food, like when y'all go to Golden Corral, y'all think that food is fresh. Well, these buffets, King Buffets, you have it big time. You cannot even use the bathroom behind somebody who had dumping syndrome. You could smell the acid from the, you waiting in line, you could smell it. Everybody running. And you can't get mad at them. They couldn't hold it. The way the food went in, that's how the food come out. 
that the way it went in, it come out just like that. You know how people say, it ran right through me. It ran right through them. All right? That's very, very bad. So early, yes. It don't, no, it don't happen with the sleeve. It happened with the bypass. It does not happen. If she having the problem, her doctor, I had the sleeve too. It don't happen with sleeve. Okay, so she got some other issues. Yeah, because this normally happened with the big one. With the big one. Where they reroute your stomach. All right, so let's go. Symptoms occur 30 minutes after eating. Nausea and vomiting. Stomach fullness. Cramping. Diarrhea. Tachycardia. Perspiration. Sweat. Right? The stomach. All the gurgles. Inclex asks you late sign. Always remember late sign is hypotension. I feel like fainting. Sweat and fainting. Always late sign hypotension. That's an incorrect question. They, I'm telling you, they ask you early sign, late sign. Late sign is always hypotension. When the person tell you, well, I feel like I'm dizzy, I'm spinning. Smell. Oh my God. Right when you're talking with the person, you hear stomach say, boo, 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 boo. you can hear it. Right? That is complication of what? GI surgery. The second complication of any GI surgery is what we call vitamin B12 deficiency. The patient is pallor, fatigue, smooth red beefy tongue. That is so true. Smooth red beefy tongue. Got the red swollen. Red swollen. Can I eat? Can I drink a little orange juice? No. Oh, you just kill me. Can I brush my teeth with Listerine? Use Listerine? You just kill me. So you want to tell the patient to eat cold, cold icy stuff. Cold stuff because any peppery stuff, any um, stuff with alcohol will turn it some more. Right? And the patient have shakes. Shakes. That is called peripheral neuropathy. So this patient will have to take the vitamin B12 shot. That's what you take for the rest of your life. Vitamin B12 shot. You take, you can do GI folks, give them stomach, or you got you get the drops. But that you take for the rest of your life. Because you have what we call pernicious anemia. Or NCLEX ask you which food you're going to tell the patient to eat. Brewer's yeast, citrus fruit, dried beans. And box 46-7, I want you to put NCLEX to prevent dumping syndrome. Avoid sugar, salt, salt, and milk. Guys, if my stomach is turning, what happened? Okay. English, if my stomach is turning and I drink milk, you teach these people, dumping syndrome, no milk. Oh, no, God forbid milk, honey, they'll be run, it'll run right through them. 
right? And guys, you know how acid I eat, I don't go lay down. Make sure you know that. Dumping syndrome to prevent it, when I eat, I lay down. If I sit up, it's more in dumping syndrome. Stay with me. In dumping syndrome, Sonia, you eat, go lay down so the stomach can what? Rest. Equalize. Acid, I eat. Don't go lay down, Sonia. Wait two hours. So I, I want y'all to understand. In dumping syndrome, tell me eat, go lay down to prevent it. Okay, so please understand. So guys, what is dumping syndrome and vitamin B12 deficiency? Thank you. My test, I kill y'all with these. Yes. Oh, oh. Yes. What surgery he did? No, he didn't do it. Okay, but let me say something to you. Watch this. She told me her dad died of this. This doesn't kill you. What your dad died of is peritonitis. Complication. Yes. What happened is, and we're going to talk about that today because we're going to do pre-op, post-op. All the things that could go wrong <laughs> after surgery. After surgery, I should be able to walk. If I don't pick in with fart, boom, nice. That's, if a person after surgery don't, do, don't have gas, something is wrong. So the stomach is continuously obstructed. That is what we call peritonitis. Poop fit big in the lining of the stomach. Diabetes. Number one. You know when y'all go do surgery and they make you sign the consent? One of the complications of surgery is peritonitis or paralytic ileus. That's a medical emergency. Anytime you see after surgery, you talking to the patient. And how you doing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Stomach big and the patient. Did you burp? If after surgery, the patient just keeps farting. They don't even have to say excuse me. Just boom. <laughs> That's why after surgery, you give patient ginger ale, seven up. You want them to do gas. If after surgery, you're not gassing, something is wrong. You retaining it, you die right away. Yes. Yes, ma'am. <clears throat> um, most likely when you went to a doctor mm -hmm. and your chief complex about, uh, all spleen, septic ulcer, uh -huh. or acid reflex. Uh -huh. Without ruling any exam, they always prescribe you a pile of steps. So yes. why why not Malox or Tums? Because Malox Tums, for you to feel better, you have to take ten. Keep going to Walgreens. Keep going to Walgreens. Guess what? They three forty nine each time. You don't take it. So I give you Prolosec because it stops the acid. It inhibits, stop the acid. English, it stops the pump that's pushing acid. Tums, Prolosec, honey, you need 12. Keep popping tum, popping tum, it's ruining your kidney. You get so fed up, patients, stop. 
It don't get, yes, Bravo Sec is expensive though. Seven fields or six fields cost you what, $19.99? And it, and it tells you. If it don't work in a week or two weeks, go do other tests. Because I told you, females, it could be MI. Females, it could be ovarian cancer. It could be other stuff. All right, so far so good. Are we good with that? So you're going to read page 592 all the way to 593, nice. Yes, then we go to 590. Yes, go ahead, I'm listening. I have a friend of mine that is convinced that did the surgery. Guys, she got a question I can't hear because you're talking, yes. A friend of mine did the surgery, you know, she's so big, and she went and got the gastric uh, bypass surgery. Uh -huh. But every month she has to go and get the, the vitamin B12 vitamin shot. B12. So yes. she, is that the same thing happening with people with uh, the complication? Of yes, the that's the vitamin B12 deficiency. She has to take that shot for the rest of her life. Yes. She, guys, I cannot hear because we talking. Yes. Fred, look in your book with Duffin Syndrome. Look here. It says, God damn we low carb, high protein, high fat, low carb. All right? Now, bread is high carb, right? And what do you know of the bread? How is bread made? With what? Um, Yeast and what? Milk components. That is why you don't give them high carb. Spaghetti, white spaghetti, white rice. What you don't give them that, you give them low carb. You got it? Okay, so now let's go into GERD 590. That is our last disease. I'm on page 590, gastroesophageal reflux disease. You got it? Acid, we discuss acid. All right, GERD is the backflow of the gastric content and duodenal content into the esophageal. Oh, Miss Sonia, break that down for me. Here it is. You eat what you eat, right? You go through the esophageal, stop, there's a pump that's supposed to push it down and close. When you are obese, or you a plumber, right? And you lift stuff, you don't lift things properly. What happened to the pump, the sphincter become loose. The sphincter become floppy. So it open easy and that's how acid come back up. What causes the sphincter to be loose? Alcohol, a lot of coffee, gain weight, tobacco, eating two hours, eating and then going to bed. You don't want to do eat and lay down. You don't want to eat and lay down unless it's a dumping syndrome issue, right? Make sure we know that, highlight that. Now, when we have acid, Miss Sonia told you, number two, Highlight that. Avoid use of 
anticholinergic. Anytime you have GERD, you don't want me to take atropine. It delayed the emptying. That's an NCLEX question. And of course, with drugs, they can give you either. I'm telling you, this here does not, patient are uncompliant. They can give you H2 antagonists or they give you PPIs. So far, so good. Now let's discuss the diagnostic test. So remember, what am I doing? I'm doing med surge. In med surge, when you're doing med surge, you're doing the disease, the drugs, and the machine test, the diagnostic test. When you put those three things together, now we're doing med surge. So we did all the disease. Right? We discuss the medication, and now let's go into the diagnostic test for GI. I'm on page 590. I need you to know liver biopsy. The patient is going to do a liver biopsy. NCLEX asks you, do you need a consent? Yes. yes. So, Consent for liver biopsy, I can talk about it in med surge, but I will teach you about the consent in fundamental laws. The patient who's getting the liver biopsy, hi, you're from where? Vending. Oh, the vending? Okay. All right. The patient who's getting the liver biopsy, if I ask you, how do you position a patient who's getting a liver biopsy? I can talk about it in med surge, but I will teach it to you in fundamental positioning. You got it? Yes. So liver biopsy is a test that we do for when patients have liver cirrhosis. Yes, we need a consent. Where's the liver? The liver is on your right side. So to get the biopsy, what is the biopsy? I'm gonna get a needle, I'm gonna take a piece of meat. So do you see why I need the consent? Oh, I was taking antiacid drug. Since I'm gonna get the needle, I need to stop those drugs 48 hours because I'm at risk for bleeding. You see that? You see the questions they can ask you? Well, if the liver is on the right, and if I'm having the liver biopsy, you need to put me on the left so you can expose the right. You see that? So that is a positioning question. After I have, after I have the liver biopsy, you're going to put me on the right side. What would make me call the doctor after liver biopsy. Well, if I start what? Bleeding. My poop, there's bleeding, so I need to call the doctor. If I'm peeing blood, you need to call the doctor. Your priority is to put pressure, right? To prevent what? Bleeding. What about if after I have this, the patient starts shivering, 
That means the patient has some form of what? Infection, so you must call the doctor. These are the questions NCLEX asks you about liver biopsy. Do you need a consent? Yes. How do you position the patient? Yes. Or what would you do after if you see the patient is having blood or the patient have a temperature that is so high? Any question? Any question? So again, if you go to NCLEX and they ask you, a patient is getting a liver biopsy, do you need a consent? Yes. Bring me with you. Where would I teach you that? Fundamental laws. We talk about it in med surge, but it's a class that you learn in fundamental laws. How to position a patient who's getting a liver biopsy? We talk about it in med surge, but you should have learned that in what? Fundamental. After surgery, the patient is bleeding, the patient has infection. Where should you have learned that? Fundamental, pre-op, post-op. We talk about it in med-surg, but you should have learned it in fundamental, pre-op. That's the language of nursing. Med-surg is the bouillon after you learned it in PA. Any questions? I know y'all felt that That's why students cannot go to med surge if you didn't fast fundamentally. You cannot go to OB psych and feed if you did not fast fundamentally. We see that. Because fundamental is the body. Got it? And now you guys are loving nursing because it makes sense. All right, let's get to mm. 590 M stool specimen. Mm -hmm. The doctor ordered stool. Sonia, take a stool for the patient. There's two types of stool the doctor can ask from you. I need a form stool or I need a loose stool. Anytime you collect a stool from, the doctor asks you to collect a stool from the patient, that is called a guaiac test. G-U-A-I-C, G-U-A-I-C, G-U-A-I-C. A guaiac test, is a, I'm looking for a form stool, and I'm trying to see if the patient has blood in this stool. So one of the teaching you want to teach, Sonia, don't eat stuff that has red in it. Fruit punch, cherries, beets, red meat, anything red, don't eat it. Guayac stool has to be refrigerated. Not the refrigerator where you put your food in it, dear God. <laughs> they got a refrigerator where they keep urine and where they keep poop in the hospital. Right? A poop with stool may be cancer. 
So very important you know that. So anytime the doctor order guayac test, what is that test for? Stool. So far, so good. Then we go into what we call paracentesis. Centesis, centesis, centesis. So anytime the doctor orders centesis, it's for what? Removal of water. So look, so if I say thorcentesis is remove water from the what? Thorax, right? Paracentesis to remove water from the stomach. Orthocentesis to remove water from the joint. Centesis, centesis, centesis. Remove of fluid, okay? Fluid, either the fluid in the joints, ortho, people who have arthritis. If the fluid is in the lungs, thoracentesis, vomit, paracentesis, stomach. So paracentesis, right, remove all fluid from the peritoneum, page 589. 589, K. You're gonna put in clex, okay? Now remember, this is med surge, so we're gonna talk about it, right? So before, so look, in clex can ask you pre and post. So Marie is getting a paracentesis. Do I need a consent? Yes. What teaching? You see how students say, oh, Miss Sonia, I went to in clex. There was a lot of teaching, teaching, teaching. Do you have a class on teaching? No. Every nursing, there's a teaching. So I'm going to have this. Tell me what to do as the patient. May teaching know it. What to do? Can I eat, miss? Is it going to hurt, miss? Are you going to put me to sleep? Those are the questions you must answer. That is where the teaching is. So ready? Let's go. Have the patient void before. Why? Guys, why do I have to go urine before? You sticking needle in my stomach. Of course, if I got the pee, guess what happened to my bladder? You may puncture my bladder. So of course, have me go pee. Do you need a consent? All sentences, you need a consent. Because you are sticking a what? Good. Oh, why do you have to measure me, weigh me, and take my vitals? How much fluid to take out? Listen, suppose to, today I weigh 130, and you did the paracentesis this afternoon, and after the paracentesis, I still weigh 130. You did what? You didn't take enough. That is why you must weigh them before and after. Hey, what about my vitals? What about if after I took, did it, my blood pressure so low? Too much. What about my blood pressure is high? Not too fast. Infection. Not too fast. Remember, this is not IV flu. Now, position me. Ooh, where would you learn that? But, ah, 
but we gonna talk about it. So class, I keep saying this, so what would you call lead surge? The bouillon, the stew. You know how you make the stew? How do you make a stew? So bring me the carrots. You bring the salad. You bring the potatoes. Now you mix. Med search is the mixing. That's why in med search we talk about diagnostic tests. We talk about the food, the diet, the positioning. But you should have learned that to make the stew. So that's why students say med search so hard. Med search is not hard once you know the pieces. You brought your carrots, you brought your celery, you brought your potato, because this gentleman got to mix it. So med search is the mixing of the this and that and that. So if you lack this and lack that, he can't mix it. What you going to mix it with? Oh. Hallelujah. Okay. All right. So position me. I'm going to get the paracentesis. Ooh, and look, note the client position upright on the edge of the bed with the feet resting on the stool. Class, why do we put a stool under their feet? For comfort, the bed doing that, the chair. For gravity. Make sure you know that. You know what inflex do to you? They give you four pictures. The book tell you, now they give you four pictures. Which one you will question? So the book give it to you in words. Inflex Now what about if I cannot see? Position me if I cannot see. Follow position to use for the client who's confined to the bed. Follow. So follow is how many degrees? Ninety. Oh. Ninety. Semi follower is what? Fifteen to thirty. Third. Fifteen to thirty. Follower, 30 to 45. Always keep that 30. 15 to 30 semi. So who sits semi all the time? What disease? Oh, ICP. ICP, 15 to 30. You know why? Because ICP, if you put me higher, pressure. If you put me lower, pressure. COPD is Follower to or what? Reverse. Tradenin. What is tradenin verb? Head up. Reverse it. High up. Head up. Feet flat. So that's high follower. Do that again. Tradenin verb. Flat. Another name for that is called recliner. Reverse that. Head up. Which is called what? 
So for Devin Bird, let me do it again. Head flat. Reverse it, Sonia. Head up. Ah, that is high follow. The same with high follow is reverse. So that is it. So if you don't understand, if you don't understand, that's why our goal is to understand all the little English so we can pass our test. It is doable though. So any questions? So post-op, after a paracentesis, do you see why I got new vagasons? Do you see I need to label the fluid? Do you apply a dry sterile dressing to the insertion site? Why? You do? Hey, why would you measure my stomach? Okay. Monitor for hypovolemia. Electrolyte loss, right? Right. Ah, what happened if the patient say, who are you? Who is this? What are we doing? The patient has the patient has LOC, right? After this procedure, right? What does that mean to you? Stay focused. Listen, listen. Stay focused on what you know. Needle, infection, complication of surgery. This is a little mini surgery. One of the complications of surgery is infection, pneumonia. And we will talk about that later at 11.30. So these are the things that will make you call the doctor. So you go to NCLEX and they ask you all that applies. Should you care? Because you under? There you go. All right. Now, colonoscopy, page 588, and sigmoscopy, those are skills you need to know. Page 588. E and F, you're going to take your skill book, and you need to position a patient that is getting a sigmoscopy and colonoscopy. Okay, turn, page 587, upper GI, barium swallow, and barium enema. Barium mean white stuff. So I'm on page 587. You got it? 587A and B. Barium swallow and barium enema. You got that? Yeah. What is barium A? Listen, barium, English, white stuff. I make you swallow. I stick a scope in you. I stick a scope in you. I make you drink this. Drink. I take a scope I put inside of you to see your peptic ulcer where it is. Barium enema, 
white stuff I gave you in the rear, put a scope in your rear so I can see your peptic ulcer. What goes in must come out. One of the things you must tell me after you take barium swallow, barium enema, I poo-poo white stuff. I pee white stuff because anything go in must come out. If the white stuff you drink or we put in your butt didn't come out, we need to call the doctor. If you tell me, I had a barium enema three days ago, I didn't poop in three days, that's a medical emergency. So that is why anytime we give you barium enema, barium swallow, we must give you laxative. You know why? To make the poop what? Come out. Any question? That is it for barium swallow, barium enema. Okay? That is all your med surge GI. Mm. minutes of your break, um, 11.35, we come back, we're going to fundamental pre-op, post-op. It's Thursday, 11.30, so every Thursday in my class, what do we do? From, I heard somebody say beads, no good. That means you don't know what's going on. Look at the calendar. When do we do one month of beads, one month beads? Wednesday morning at what time? 9.30. This, I will write the skills for GI when I get back. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and leave a rating. We wish you all the best in the coming examination. See you next time.